The crossroads is, will Norfolk support Carmichael's expansion into town? In the yes column, uh, if we do this, Carmichael's influence will spread throughout Norfolk. We will see other expansion like this and people will no longer trust the Norfolk City Council. If we say no, Carmichael is not allowed to expand, things are gonna get more dangerous for the people in Norfolk and infighting in Norfolk will get worse. The people in Norfolk support not letting Carmichael expand here. So, power, Berg, what happens? What do you choose? Carmichael will be able to build this in Norfolk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Things just got a lot more complicated Great. for Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Berg will, um, of course, was taking notes at that meeting and will report back to the mayor and tell the mayor that it went great. And there, <laughs> people are super invested. As a perspective, Marlo starts to see members of Carmichael's Dread Ringers out on the street. We see Carmichael's bars and restaurants beginning to be built and the gentrified areas of town begin to creep towards them. And we see that construction, maybe even put on by uh, RPI, begins to uh, fill up vacant lots in those areas and attempt to buy people out of their homes. Can I add some stake to that? I think cheapskate or hothouse should be in danger. I think it's gotta be cheapskate. Marlo shows up to the next public comment session and she is the only one there. So I think you, you had mentioned that RPI is probably taking up some of the construction work, and I think that's true, and maybe even like a lot of it, to the point where Al is Al is a lot more busy right now. He also he used to have like a construction partner that he worked with, but he's been flying solo for a couple years, and that's why he's been doing more like cons consulting work. But they've got so many contracts for him that now he's like he's basically been contracted to work with RPI to like develop a new program, like getting more people doing this kind of work because there's so much demand for construction right now and not enough people from Norfolk trained in it. You're seeing a lot of people feeling, like a lot of a lot of Norfolk people feeling like they don't have, like they don't have a connection to these new places being built. It's not part of them, it's not part of their city. I think Nort is like disappointed but trying to make the best of it as well. And I think that Carmichael has a read on this kind of thing mm -hmm. and has like, since Carmichael wants to connect his businesses, I think that he is putting money into the transportation now. And and I think Carmichael calls it Norfolk. And Nort is spending so much time with him now that every once in a while in conversation with Nort, Nort will call it Norfolk. The question that we posed is, will Norfolk abolish the town's city council in favor of representation by Carmichael in the capital C city's council? Yes, if we do that, people will take Norfolk's political defenses into their own hands, a movement in the streets. The city will begin to erase the bounds of Norfolk on the map and the Dreadringers will infiltrate Glimmer's Dark Abbey. If no, and this is the option that the people support, Glimmer will run and be elected to the Norfolk City Council. Norfolk will come up with an extra judicial means of representing themselves, and Carmichael and Glimmer will be seen together as a couple. So, Sam, Berg, as our power, what happens? I think no. I think no, I think it doesn't get abolished. I think Berg considering, you know, 
the potential job losses that could happen and considering the fact that they do kind of have a bit of more power because they have all these ins and with the city council will you know go to the city council and we'll maybe bring up the suggestion of hey you remember at the last meeting when that glimmer person was brought up maybe maybe that's a good way to like bolster morale about the town council. Marlowe is going to overthrow Nort by demonstrating that the people would have preferred the council be abolished. Because as she begins to pass out these pamphlets and get to know people, there is a real, like, people's coalition that begins begins to form. And she realizes there is a huge appetite for something like this. Nort informs Carmichael about everything. The groundswell of support at the base level there. And uh, my prediction is that the billboard is no longer for male enhancement. What is it for? It is for recruitment. It is recruitment for a community watch. Nort or Al, are either of you picking up my two predictions? As a reminder, those are Norfolk will come up with an extrajudicial means of representing themselves, and Carmichael and Glimmer will be seen together. Or are you letting those go? No. No, I'm not going to pick up any of those. I'm going to drop them. Okay. Then Carmichael and Glimmer are not seen together. Maybe there is still rumor that the two of them have been seen together, but it's all talk. There's no proof, no photos, no videos, nothing. And on top of that, there is no extrajudicial representation, which means that even though Marlo is getting a groundswell of support, and I am moving the people's support from no, which is the answer that Sam chose as the power, to yes, which means the people are unhappy now. Even though that is the case, there has been no successful attempt to make the PRO. And because of that, I am gonna mark two crisis boxes. That puts us at three out of five. And those crisis boxes will carry over to the next time that we play Kingdoms after arc number two. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pest Control, an actual play podcast from Alt Haven. I'm your keeper, Sam Richardson, and I use he, him pronouns. And today we are returning to our game of Kingdom by Ben Robbins. During these interstitial episodes between arcs, we're broadening the scope of the show to check in on the community of Norfolk at large. The main arc of the show will continue to use Monster of the Week as we follow the stories of Kelly, Nami, and Rabbit. But between arcs, we're going to chase what seems fun, interesting, and reflects the themes of the show. Kingdoms is a role-playing game about communities. This game is about seeing what happens to the kingdom and the people in it as they are faced with complex challenges, how the characters change the kingdom, and how it changes them. This is a GM-less game. I'm going to be guiding and facilitating play, but as players, we all have equal authority to influence the story. It's up to each of us to push the kingdom in directions that we find interesting. What will our kingdom do? What will it become? Will it stay true to its ideals? Or will we burn it to the ground? The kingdom's fate is in our hands. And the kingdom, of course, today is going to be our returning setting of Norfolk, 
the town that we have been setting season two inside of. Players, do you want to introduce yourselves? Let's start with William. Hi, I'm William, they, them, and today I'll be playing Jillian Murphy, she, her, who is going to be the perspective, and my minor character, Leela Amund, uh, also she, her. Cool. Do you want to give us a, a quick description of your characters as well, William? Yeah, Jillian Murphy basically looks like Jessica Chastain and is the liaison from the city to Norfolk. She's appeared on the show before. We've seen her. She was conceptualized in our very first episode. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, so she's been around for a while. And uh, she just is sort of, she's helping the town. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy air quotes. We have no We have no clue. And then the second character, the, the minor character, Lilo Amund, is Elio's partner. So if you have listened to the show, Elio is the drippy one. And this is Elio's partner, who uh, I have here description from Sam, <laughs> because this is a pre-existing character. Uh, so partner of the Dupree one, a darker skinned black woman just moved to Norfolk from the city, had been long distance with Elio for a while before moving to Norfolk about a year ago. And I'm just going to, uh, I don't know, do you have a do you have a job for, for Leela? Uh, no, up to you. Okay. Leela uh, runs an Etsy shop. Oh, love it. Okay, from, cool. From home. Love it. <laughs> Selling book skins, like stuff like that. Uh, Jonas, why don't you introduce us to uh, yourself and your characters? Hello, my name is Sam Jonas Newhouse, uh, and I am playing uh, today Dr. Roger Maricelli, they, them, who will be the touchstone. You might recognize Dr. Maricelli from the second arc uh, of the show that we just finished in real time. Um, they have tan skin, short curly brown hair, and little horns sticking out of their head. I, I have also been been picturing uh, a little bit of a John Oliverian energy, obviously not in, in all ways. I don't see horns on him, but yes, and is, is a, a doctor specializing in magic-related wounds uh, at the hospital. And my minor character is going to be Perry Commonlaw, he, him, also a previously appearing character, a craggy shorter man in tennis shoes and a polo shirt with a wide neck, balding hair, mid-transition between black and gray. I realize also as I've been visualizing, and uh, Sam Richardson, please let me know if this feels off base, but I've been picturing Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I don't know who that is, so let me look. <laughs> look him up. That's kind of what I've been picturing, but again, not a one-to-one, -one, just like if you sure. want a little inspiration. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's, yes. But in a polo. Wearing a you polo know. and tennis shoes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like if like if, if Carl worked for a lawyer, that's kind of what yeah. I picture. <laughs> All right, uh, Sam Dar. Hi there, I'm Sam Dar, she, they, and I am playing Tamana Hemming, uh, Perspective. She's a sphinx, uh, but she's an Egyptian woman with wavy dark brown hair and a mischievous smile. Uh, she's friends with Akito and some of the other members of the MSG group, so... I just said group, group, unintentionally. That's okay. <laughs> R.I.P. You know uh, what I mean? <laughs> and then my minor character is Valentina. She, her Whoa. as well. Whoa. Uh, yes. I just saw that earlier. Who is an agent of Dranja, so. And who we last saw nearly killing Nami. Yes. I don't know about that. <laughs> and last but not least, we are joined by a special guest, in this wild whoop as in as in yay whoops all sam episode would you like to introduce yourself special guest hello unfortunately i am sam delav hired today as a special guest for but one reason that i think is clear to all of you gentle audience i am but one step further a thing i so rarely do in the gradual assimilation <laughs> of this podcast <laughs> Today, 
I will be exerting my own breed of perfect behavior and absolute discipline without chaos at all Mm -hmm. as Alexi Abramson, a parent and member of the Norfolk Parents Assemblage who will be holding a power role in this kingdom game, I will also be playing Stanley Smithfordshire. Extremely human real estate. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Excellent. Sam, thank, thank you so much for being on the show. We are so, so excited that you are here. Real quick, do you want to say where you can be found online and do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yes, I'm when not uh, being perfectly well behaved <laughs> in this podcast, you can find me as a role-playing performer, variety streamer, and science communicator throughout YouTube and the Twitcher net. I have a schedule up on twitch.tv slash delevely, D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y, and my short summaries of recently published Journal articles in science go up every week on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash at Delevely. Last but not least, because this is a GMless game, I am going to be joining in with a couple of characters of my own. So I will be playing my major character will be Glimmer, who is a person that we have heard quite a bit about during the course of the game, but we have never seen on screen. Glimmer is a sort of a a fashion influencer. However, her videos do not feature herself. She is either incapable or not willing to appear on video. And thus, it is the perfect avenue to display how the clothes fit on a human form without actually showing what that human form looks like. She is going to be the power because she controls a, well, controls is a strong word. She definitely doesn't consider it a cult. She's an influencer. She is an influencer, (laughs) which means she has a wide array of people that listen to the things that she has to say. My minor character will also be someone that we have seen around town before, Almos Sumati, who is the werewolf lawyer that originally got Mm -hmm. Nami out of prison. And Norfolk Darling. And Norfolk Darling. We have seen some fan art of Almos <laughs> that is killer. Tr- Transmask icon. Transmask icon <laughs> Almos. Wait, wait, wait. I got to find this. I got to find this. Yeah, we have a, a person on our Discord who has been very uh, kindly making us some fan art. And yeah. uh, their Almos <gasps> is absolutely lovely. Oh, my lovely. God. I just. They, yeah, sorry. There's, there's like feelings I haven't seen in here. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry I Jonas. Just... We, we should have informed you that there was a bunch of art coming in. <laughs> I like, cause I like found a couple things I sent earlier today, but I yeah oh yeah there's lots of good stuff yes you did (laughs) shouts out to to fan artists thank you so much for making things that we say into microphones come to life it's extremely cool Mm -hmm. almost is as william alluded to a trans masked person who permanently stays in werewolf form he has dark brown fur and a very well fitted navy suit over ow, a broad, uh, toned physique. <laughs> he's hot, okay? He's just, he's just Oh, this is one of those podcasts. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> one of those rare podcasts where werewolves are It is are indeed hot. one of those podcasts. So we are diving back into our game of Kingdoms. In our first game, 
we had set up a couple of threats to the community of Norfolk. And mostly what I want to do here is read these off and check in with y'all to see whether these still feel appropriate headed into this session. If they do, we'll move on. If not, we can talk about which ones might need to be replaced with something new or <laughs> an additional threat added even, perhaps. So the three threats we decided on last time were people are worried Norfolk will be completely consumed by the city. Feels like that one's probably not going to change, but, you know. We can keep that one. Uh, the second mm -hmm. is people are worried for their own safety considering the recent deaths and disappearances. I think that's yeah. even more so now. Probably. Yeah. Yep. I would say so. And last but not least, we have people in Norfolk are worried about the rising costs of living. <laughs> that's so funny. I, I, compared to like everything we do in between kingdoms, that's just a really funny <laughs> thing to have in here. It's just, anyway. I'm worried about I'm worried about getting pushed out of my home. I'm worried about dying. Also, things are getting pretty pricey. Hey, listen, when you're <laughs> yeah. paying eight bucks for eggs, it starts it starts getting up there with uh, other other major concerns. <sighs> yeah. And of course, that that rising cost of living is being furthered by the increasing gentrification that the city is sort of enacting on Norfolk. Yeah. So any any thoughts about those? Do we need to change any of those? Is there anything that uh, that, that feels like an overarching threat that is not included in one of those that maybe we want to add to that list? I think that those generally make sense. The last one is the, the only reason I'm considering that last one is like it might be not on people's minds with the other stuff taking prioritization. But at the same time, that might be something that we come to in Kingdoms, if anything. I feel like that hasn't changed. I, I also feel like at some point, just as a thought I'm having, I don't know if this has started yet, but at some point, I feel like people are going to start potentially like evacuating Norfolk, not on like a maybe a, a enormous scale, but like I think people are going to start moving away and that might be a threat to Norfolk that might arise, but I don't know if it has yet. I just wanted to put that yeah, out there. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think that sounds more like something that might come up as a perspective prediction rather than an overarching yeah. threat. Like I think that could become a threat the next time we play totally. Kingdom if that comes up during this session. Does that seem fair? I think so, yeah. Or do you think it's all, or do we think it's already like in, in entrenched in the in the community? I don't think it is. The only thing that's on my mind is because of like the coven mm -hmm. with what's going on there, and that yeah. and that feels like that was like a a shock narratively kind mm -hmm. of. So I don't think it makes sense to say that that has started happening already. I feel like that's just more portentous. I mean, it sounds like the consequence of a threat. People are worried about their safety given deaths and disappearances. So yeah, totally, they might evacuate the city. It is built into the threats. Yeah, I think yeah. that makes sense. So the next thing we are going to do is assign our characters to specific locations within Norfolk. I've created a list here of some locations that we already have discussed being in the town. The idea behind this is to give us and our fellow players places where we can set scenes. So for instance, I'm going to go ahead and start here. I think Glimmer can probably be found at the Stinky Walrus, partially because I love that place and I want to see more of it on screen. And also because I think she's I think she's a regular uh, energized drinker, a green juice drinker. People, however, might not know that she is who she is when she shows up there, considering that her videos do not actually feature her. So it, it would be it would be something where she would be recognized by her voice and or recognized by people who already know her. 
The other place that I'm going to go ahead and add here is that I, I don't think I had yet listed is the mine tunnels beneath the city, the sort of extant mine tunnels, because the Dark Abbey, which is Glimmer's sort of influencer community, hosts raves down there. <laughs> Not particularly safe raves. Those tunnels are technically condemned. So, uh, you know, it's taking a little bit of your life into your hands if you go down there. However, <laughs> Glimmer is an influencer in her early 20s and might not be fully considering the consequences thereof. As for Almos Sumati, I think a couple of places he can be found are Infinity Fitness, which is a gym in a little strip mall on the southern end of town that we've also seen another character frequent. And... I'm going to say the city police station, where he regularly goes to do pro bono work for myriad clients. William, let's go to you next. So Jillian Murphy can be found at her apartment <laughs> in the city and also at the cheapskate. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Do people know why Jillian can be found there? Probably not. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> I would say. And then I definitely want the city hospital for Leela. Okay, Jonas, where can we find your character? Where can our other characters find your characters? For Dr. Roger Maricelli, definitely location one is going to be the city mm -hmm. hospital, as that is where we met them narratively, and it just makes sense. They work there. And for a second location for Dr. Roger Maricelli, uh, we're going to do the, this is a, a new location for Kingdom, but we've talked about it in the past, the Divot Historical Museum, I think we called it. It's as it sounds. It's a museum of the history of Norfolk up to the explosion and of the mine and explosion itself. They can be found volunteering there and just hanging out a lot. Which means you probably knew Kennedy. Yeah. So for my minor character, Perry Commonlaw, he can often be found working at the Picket Corner store, his his new job. He also has been hanging out a lot at uh, Volcanic. Interesting. Carmichael's primary club in the city. Sam Dar, where can your characters be found? Uh, Tamana can be found in Sunflower Park. Love it. And probably also at Wilson Dillard High, right? For her yes. MSG meetings? Yes. What about your minor character? Valentina can be found at the bunker. Ooh, it, uh, why? That's very interesting to me. Why, why can she be found there? So while Nami is fascinated with all things human for sort of like an innocent sort of way, I think Valentina has a, like a little bit more of a weirder fascination with humans. And so being at a dive bar, sort of like a darker, the darker side of humans, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think a dive bar would appeal to her. Absolutely love that. Can I give you one more recommendation? Yes. Last time we saw Valentina was in the subway tunnels beneath the city. Mm -hmm. I My uh, imagination of her is that she is also spending time in the mine tunnels. Uh, do you think that's accurate? Yeah, for sure. Especially because last uh, arc, oh, yeah. Nami was told to go meet them, the Dranja agents there. So yes. Sam DeLev, where do we think your characters can be found? Alexi can be found at Wilson Dillard High intermittently, but perhaps to instantiate the one-room office of the Norfolk Center for Independent Living. Centers for Independent Living are part of a national organization of uh, nonprofits for disability support and occasionally activism, and they all have individual little franchisee sort of branches. A city like Los Angeles might have half a dozen of them even, but 
Norfolk might cover some of the surrounding areas mm-hmm. and hence the one person, one room office, mostly taking calls. But they are a organization that facilitates people getting benefits and working within systems that exist and generally coercing those systems to do the right thing, even if they don't want to. And this is probably why Alexi is power, correct? Why you chose chose power as their role. Indeed. Do, do we want to talk real quick about Alexi's disability? Would you, would you like to just kind of give us a, an overarching view of that? Uh, Alexi's a wheeler. Okay, cool. Great. For your minor characters, where can they be found? Stanley Smithfordshire can be found at the RPI headquarters and also often touring the former location of the Norfolk hunting goods store. Wow, you really folked that one. You, you, <laughs> that was, a, that was a, a harsh folk. <laughs> I think that does it for locations. So next we are going to make bonds with our characters. You're going to describe your connection to the character to your left, in our case, the character below you on the play sheet. Say what you need from them and what makes that relationship difficult. Discuss it with the other player to make sure it works for them. Even the best relationships must include some tension or trouble. So I am going to go ahead and go first here. My major character is Glimmer, and she needs something from Jillian Murphy. I think she needs you to butt out. Glimmer has been trying to open pop-up shops around Norfolk in order to get some additional merch revenue. And Jillian has been sort of micromanaging that. And specifically, if it's okay with you, William, I think Jillian is trying to like be Glimmer's friend and like is like putting up posters for Glimmer's events in the city. And Glimmer's like, no, I don't want you to do that. I didn't ask you to do that. And I'm not interested in it at all. How does that sound? Okay. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Okay, great. So my bond with Jillian is I need her to butt out. Okay, so my major character is Jillian Murphy and a need from Dr. Roger Maricelli. It's a me, Maricelli. (laughs) That's that's right. (laughs) Okay, I think Jillian Murphy needs Dr. Roger Maricelli to become a a spokesperson. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so she's she's reaching out for Dr. Marcelli to be a spokesperson and to help sort of calm the integration of Norfolk into the city. <laughs> I mean, because like if, if the city is like one with a major hospital and everyone from Norfolk had to go there anyway, then they probably all know Dr. Marcelli and would it would be like a trusted face. Mm hmm. Or would have some sort of familiarity with them at the very least. Yes. Jonas. So Dr. Roger Maricelli needs something from Tamana Hemming. Dr. Maricelli wants to open a like myriad teaching hospital. Ultimately, like long-term goal wants to like open in Norfolk, a, a place that like medical students can learn specifically how to work with magic and like myriad people. But to do this, they need a lot of support from like the myriad population because all of the like notable doctors, especially now are for the most part, like I I think non myriads, at least non out myriads. And so Roger basically though, 
they've never really been a part of the Myriad support group. They need Tamana to sort of be a liaison for them, be a voice for them. So kind of what uh, Jillian needs from Roger, Roger kind of needs from Tamana to try to get a few people from that group, like literally on board. Like when I open this, like I want a, a board of like a couple people who can like advise me more, whether it's Tamana, whether it's a couple other people. So I need you to help find people in that so I can make this hospital happen. Love that. Sam DeLev, do you want to just read what you just put in chat? <laughs> Say goodbye to internal medicine residency. Say hello to infernal medicine residency. <laughs> uh, okay, Sam Dar. Yeah. So Tamana needs something from Alexi. And I'm thinking it's not that more of a need. It's more of like a like a want. I think Tamana maybe wants Alexi's child, Anita, to join the support group just so that even like younger members oh. can start getting involved with MSG. Mm. If you're cool with that. Interesting. What about MSG might make an otherwise accepting parent reluctant to give you that such that this is a source of tension for the guidelines? Yeah. I don't know. Is um, Anita like a myriad character or is she just like involved with like magic in some way, I guess? We don't really know yet, by okay. which I mean Alexi and Anita. Okay. Don't really know. Well, maybe that's the tension because like maybe they're like concerned. We don't know that this is what's going on. Yeah. I accept my child no matter what. But I don't want to, the, to put them into a box that might not yet fit. Mm. Yeah. Cool. This is especially interesting because something we're playing with this season that we've had conversations about is what it actually means to be a myriad. Like what that label mm -hmm. means. So I think that is especially, especially relevant. Ooh. Cool. Okay. What are Anita's pronouns? She, her. Great. She, her. Okay, cool. And last but not least, Sam DeLev. Yes. Sam Richardson, why might Alexi want Glimmer not to be an influence on Anita? And in what way uh, might Glimmer be? Don't talk to me or my supernatural <laughs> child ever. <laughs> right. But like, there's a lot of things Glimmer has going on, not yeah. all of which mm -hmm. might necessarily be youth targeted. Yes, so tell totally. me in what way the influencer might be having undue influence. Well, uh, easy. Um, Alexi has also heard the rumors, like many people in town, that Glimmer has been spending a lot of time with Carmichael. And that perhaps oh, the yeah. Dread Ringers, a, a community watch ostensibly, who are in fact just the arm of a mob, have infiltrated Glimmer's Dark Abbey. Infiltrated and or been invited, question mark? Hard to say. Mm -hmm. In what way do you think that has trickled down to content that Anita might have absorbed? Um, Good question. Why might one be a concerned parent? Well, there are raves, right? Isn't isn't she like involved in raves? I feel like that's almost enough. You said like not necessarily safe raves either. Like, yeah, yeah raves, true, in, raves the in the mind tunnels. Right. That's true. So perhaps Anita, if it's all right with you, Sam, Delev, Perhaps then Anita has asked her Pippa if she can go to one of these these raves oh. in a mine tunnel that Alexi knows to be condemned. I would love if it, if there's I would love if there's like like a 
like some fucking like YouTube little trailer for these raves mm. or whatever where there's like a video and it and it in the video it like talks about how cool this shit is and like all these raves are awesome and it gets you in the community but then at the end there's like an exclusive uh, like uh, a disclaimer that's like also by the way like you know 18 plus and if you know if you're if you're younger than that you need you need your parents permission or something it's like a it's like mm-hmm. a, you shouldn't be here if you're young but they're making it sound so cool it's like of course yeah. a, a teenager you don't want no part of this yeah, shit yes exactly it, it's definitely that you don't want no part of this shit it's not that anita asked alexi for permission it's that anita is grounded right now <gasps> because she didn't get permission you love it <gasps> love it oh and alexi presumably found out how here's my question how did alexi find out there were two forms of glitter the physical crafting glitter that never comes out, that there was not a chance of hiding. But also on top of that, there was the spectral glitter. Interesting. Interesting. Little little talked about. Little discussed spectral it's glitter. It's always the spectral glitter that it gets is always. Uh, I remember when I was a kid. I can't tell you how many times I've been gotten by the spectral glitter. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I struggle with spectral glitter today. <laughs> Ask your doctor about spectral glitter. <laughs> so, let's, so let's restate that. Can you give me that in like one or two sentences? Mm. Yes. Alexi wants Glimmer to stop Pied Piper of Hamletting their children into these unsafe raves, much like the one Anita recently attended without permission, coming home not just with physical rave glitter on her person, but also a spectral glitter that Anita had never evinced before and is profoundly concerning to Alexei. How old is Anita? Anita is... 14. Okay. Almost high school age. That is definitely like young enough to be very concerned about going to a rave, but not old, not not so young that I'm like I don't think they would go. Right. I'm like, right. That yeah, is yeah, very yeah. realistic. It's a perfect but horrifying. Old end of eighth grade. Okay. Yeah. Wow. For plot reasons. So, with all of that out of the way, we are going to move on to crossroads. These are the main engine of the game. Each crossroads is an important decision the kingdom must make. It must be something the kingdom does or decides, not something that is done to it. There's three steps that we're going to use to make these. The first is someone with an idea for a crossroads is going to pose a simple yes or no decision the kingdom must make, starting with will Norfolk, etc. Don't go into detail yet. So some examples from the kingdom book are will Cactus Flats outlaw liquor? or will the Isle of Sorcery allow the refugees to settle here? After that, we are going to ask the other players if this topic interests them. If it doesn't, we'll scratch the idea and try again. Don't worry if it seems obvious which choice that we'll make. Perspectives can make the decision more difficult by revealing unforeseen consequences as we play. In fact, that is sort of the primary job for perspectives is to make both sides a difficult decision for the powers. Mm. Once the players all agree, the person who proposed the crossroads is going to describe the situation confronting the kingdom. What is happening? Why do we have to make this decision now? Invent any details that we would need to explain why this decision is confronting us. Dream up droughts, attacking armies, or fiscal crises. 
paint a clear picture that we can all visualize. Don't describe the consequences of choosing yes or no, or what the kingdom does about the situation. That is what we will play to find out. The crossroads must be independent of our characters, so don't include anything about them either. Because we have Sam DeLev joining us today, we are going to have six crossroads boxes instead of the five that we played with last time, and six crisis boxes. However, if you remember from our first kingdom game, three of those crisis boxes have already been filled, which means we are halfway to crisis. Mm -hmm. We will get to that if it <laughs> comes up, if we fill all those boxes. But something to keep in mind is after each scene, the person who proposed the scene is either going to mark crossroads or crisis. And the touchstone is the only person who can unmark crisis. So. Does anyone have a proposal for an initial crossroads? I, I do, and I kind of mentioned it earlier. I think this is like a, a character thing, but will Norfolk open a publicly funded Myriad hospital? Or will, will Norfolk open a Myriad hospital? And we can like play how it might look. But in my mind, the ideal form is a publicly funded teaching hospital specializing in Myriad medicine. Yeah. Why is this a problem that we need to deal with right now? I think what we're seeing is a lot of people, I think we're seeing like bloating in the hospital as far as like patients coming in for magical injuries or magical patients coming in with other injuries. And it's not that like people are dying heavily from it, but people are like staying longer because we don't know how to treat this stuff. So it's like we need to move on learning how to deal with this. Uh, Jonas's example here actually falls in line with something like I was thinking of for a crossroads. Okay. Which is, will Norfolk reinvest in its communities to combat the encroaching city? Interesting. Okay. So like using money and resources to, you know, instead of having developers come in mm -hmm. from the city to like Carmichael to develop land, will Norfolk instead cultivate like resources and like funding to create these services and and these public buildings mm -hmm. and things themselves instead I yeah guess is what i'm saying so maybe it's like there's like a, a city or like a, a norfolk wide like what's 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 the word just like initiative initiative exactly initiative to create things such as a like myriad hospital that is educational and public the sandwich isn't Based on what I'm hearing now, plus some of the stuff that we talked about when I asked you, oh, 20 questions was far <laughs> too few, in Discord, is Carmichael a carpetbagger? It's a good question. I or a townie? will mm. admit to being familiar with the term carpetbagger, but not its meaning. <laughs> yes. So from my understanding, Carmichael is one of the three Norfolk representatives on the city council, unrelated to the town council, is Carmichael from here a townie or came to Norfolk to represent, but is not actually from here, which is whence the term carpetbagger, someone who is not from a given place, um, but nonetheless swoops on in, parks in some uh, post, code and says, no, I represent them now. Definitely a carpetbagger then. It's even you. worse than that, yes. I would say, because Carmichael still lives in the city. He's a and just vampire. Has, <laughs> and just has businesses Correct. In, in Norfolk. In fact, 
we don't actually even know that Carmichael is from the city. That's true. So yeah. in, in we, some ways, I, I, Carmichael, Carmichael is like carpet bagging a carpet bag here. I wonder if the city charter has rules about residency for representation. Fascinating. Mm. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. So let me let me pitch this as a, a sort of synthesis of William and Jonas, what you have been talking about here. It sounds like William, it would be interesting to go with your idea and then for the perspectives to consider where that initiative money might go. So for instance, a perspective might suppose that some of that money will be set aside to fund a myriad or magical hospital. Mm -hmm. Does that sound good to everyone? Is everyone interested in that? That, feel, that sounds yeah. good to me. Makes I have sense. at least one more place that funding could go in large measure. Great. Okay. I don't know. Um, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't think of a possible location that needs money. <laughs> so William and, and Jonas, tell me if this is right. Will Norfolk create an initiative to reinvest in its community or will it allow the city to continue funding it? That sounds great. That's great. That's perfect. That's yeah. that's awesome. wonderful. That's you know, that's why you're the yeah, that's why you're the the writer there. <laughs> I think we have like four writers on this podcast. That's why you alone are a writer, not <laughs> not the person who has published uh -uh. books. No, no, certainly this, not. You know, the scientific <laughs> no, writer over here and everything. <laughs> uh, okay, great. So that is going to be our crossroads going forward. William or Jonas, since the two of you proposed these initially, why don't one of you lead the initial scene? Okay. So as a reminder here, this scene must include your major character. You're gonna say who else is there. You can choose other people's major characters, other people's minor characters, or recommend NPCs that people can pick up as minor characters. But ideally we want to include player characters as much as possible. And you're going to tell us where, which location this scene takes place in. I mean, I feel like it makes sense for Jillian to be involved in this. And it also, in my mind, for me, at least makes sense for Dr. Miracelli to want to be involved in this since they have a specific idea of how they would use that money if it comes in. I think people I want to do, I think I want to, I want to start this scene and I want to set it at, let me look at locations again. I think maybe it's even a knock on Jillian's apartment door. Uh, I don't know that that would be terribly public information is the only thing. Like, okay, cool. Then then maybe it's at yeah Cheapskate where Jillian can also be found. But just like I, I'm wondering if maybe Roger is approaching Jillian to see what Jillian can do to make this happen. Mm, I like that okay. a lot. Real quick, William, if our characters would not know that Jillian can be found at her apartment, then we sh you should pick a different location. Well, no, no. If it's if it's like uh, if it's someone like the doctor, for example, that that to me just like feels really personal. But like, I I, f I feel like a lot of a, like a doctor to me feels weird to know sure, where I live. Yeah. But like pretty much anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that weird? Does that is that not ringing? I true? was thinking particularly about house calls in this community. In fact, I know it is mm. definitely oh, sure. pertinent to Alexi and Anita. Yeah, I mean that would make sense. But also, not everyone necessarily requests yeah. house calls, and people can be different in their boundaries with their medical yeah. providers. 
I think the thing that like having it be like so business oriented, like coming to like knocking on an apartment mm-hmm. instead of it being like a phone call first, if it was like, a, if this is like a predetermined meeting, then that would make sense to me. But if like yeah. someone's like, Hey, I want to talk to you about like what you can do for me or like a funding thing to find Jillian out in the wild, like at chief's skate or like, you know, knowing that, that, that like re it reads a little bit e- easier yeah. to me than like, sure. cause, cause Yeah. Only because, like, I think if somebody, like, showed up to Jillian's apartment, knocked on the door and was like, hey, I want something from you. Mm-hmm. I just, like, don't know that that would go very well. It's, like, I'm not, it's not, I'm not saying people can't go, like, find Jillian at her apartment. I I think, like, the nature of the scene made me feel like Cheapskate is probably the better place yeah, to, like, catch Yeah, totally makes sense, yeah. Okay, so so this is at Cheapskate between Roger Maricelli and Jillian Murphy. Is there anyone else, Jonas, who you think uh, would be in this scene, either major or minor character or a, a specific NPCs that you would like to have in the scene? Yeah, I, I guess, William, in, in your mind, do you, do you are you more interested in playing this as a, ch- a chance meeting or something that I am like kind of putting on you or something that we have set up and I'm here to meet you? I think I think you're kind of putting this on Jillian because like because you know that uh, I mean, I think everyone knows that she's there a lot Mm -hmm. and they don't know why. And like she spends a lot of time there because she's sort of just waiting for Kelly to get back (laughs) or or something hasn't been able to get a hold of him. So, yeah, I mean, (sighs) Valentina was the one who was at the arcade, right? Just because like arcade bowling alley, there's crossover there um, in recreational style. Otherwise, I mean, I, I have no inclination, but if anyone feels like their character would be here, I'm happy to have. Also, Cheapskate is a roller rink. Roller rink, right. Sorry, bowling alley is different. Yeah. Gutter punk, I was thinking of. But, you know, just like a, a fun place to go have fun. Maybe Valentina is there yeah. rollerblading, but. Yeah, that's a good question, Sam. Dar, do you think that Valentina is, does Valentina frequent Cheapskate? I think the bar section, yes. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah, so Jillian is, like, sitting at the bar, just, like, drinking, like, a sparkling beverage, like, through a straw. Like, a tall, a tall like, thin glass and just, like, drinking a sparkling beverage through a straw. It could even be, like, a Perrier, like, has no flavor, but is just bubbly. Dr. Roger Miracelli comes in and kind of, like, looks around a little bit and does spot Jillian at the bar and walks up fairly casually, orders a, a virgin gin and tonic, which I suppose is just tonic, and then looks over and very clearly acts surprised to see Jillian and is like, oh, uh, Jillian? Uh, Jillian? Jillian Murphy? Right? Oh, um, yeah. Hi. hi. Uh, sorry, uh, D- hey. Dr. Miracelli. I don't. No, no, I know who you are. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Doctor, yeah. I sorry. couldn't remember if I. Have I have I seen you before? Like, uh, have I. Have you come into my. I've been around. I frequented the hospital a yeah. couple of times in the city. So I've just. I've been here. I've been there. I kind of know everybody. I'm sort of making it my job to, yeah. to match faces to names. So. Yeah, a lot of my patients just seem to kind of know you offhand. Not, you know, they don't say anything particular. Just. You come up a lot. It's interesting. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, that's getting involved. That's great. I hope. I, I hope. think so. I think it's great. I mean, I I love to see you know people from outside of Norfolk taking an interest in, you know, keeping the keeping the place alive here. I I, I really appreciate what you've been doing with all that. You, oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's literally my job. You know, I'd love <laughs> to say it's all for like you know altruistic or whatever, but I well, you know I do. Uh, I do have a dog in the fight, as it were. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I, I'm sure we, we end up in the professions that we do because of things we care about. You know, I mean, I think similarly. You know, it's like you make a decent amount of money doing what I'm doing, but you get into it for other reasons. Uh, Valentina <laughs> is gonna walk up 
to the bar and just put her hand up and the bartender's gonna just slide her a whiskey on the rocks. Here you go. Hi. Oh, uh, howdy, hello. You, I don't think I've seen you around much. Probably not. Yeah, are you newer to town? Hmm? Are you, are you from the city as well? Like my, my friend Jillian here? No. That's funny though. <laughs> Oh, are you are you new in town? Excuse me, sorry. Are you? I, I don't think I've seen you around either, and that's funny because I was just talking to <laughs> Jillian. Knows everybody. Here. Yeah, I do. I do. I I make it. It's it's sort of my mission. I need to I need to know everybody that I can. You know, I'm, oh, so I, you know everyone's business. Well, I don't know everyone's business um, unless it's You'd a be a great person to know. Literal business. I w- I mean, yeah, but you just move here, Valentina. Nice to meet you. Found- oh, Jillian Murphy. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Dr. Merchant just kind of like leans back uh, behind the handshake. Oh, sorry. Dr. Uh, oh, Dr. Maricelli. You can also call me Roger. I'm off duty. Nice to meet you both. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, Roger. Nice to meet you, too. Uh, sorry, did you want something? Oh, um, no, I was just hanging out. Sorry, you know, I don't just, mean uh, to. I mean, do you, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, Val- Valentina, was mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. It's love to see you. I'd love to to spend some time chatting. You know, maybe maybe I could like make some recommendations. I am, I know a couple people here in town that are pretty integrated. You know, people who grew up here. They could show you around if you'd like. Really, I would love that. Okay. All right. Well, hey, can I get your number? Absolutely. Do you have any social medias? I can. No. Uh, what? No social medias. I have a phone. Okay. Okay, that's normal, right? To have Just a, to have a phone. You know, I don't. For what it's worth, I'm not really on many socials either. I've, you know, I got a couple, but. but do you? I can. I can just give you my number if you'd like. So yeah. Um, if you, hand me hand me your phone, I can type it in if that's okay. Here you go. Okay, great, thank you. And Jillian is gonna see if there are any social media apps on the phone. <laughs> there is nothing on that phone. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, and then type in the number. Okay, this is wonderful. Okay, so there's my number. And you know what? I'm actually, I'm going to text myself right now with your name, Valentina. Last name? Mm-hmm. No last name. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so I'll just text Valentina it is. Okay, mm-hmm. great. And there you go. Uh, I'll have your number now. You have mine. Let's set up a meeting. Let's let's get together talk. Would love it. And it was so great to meet you. Yeah. Yeah, you too. I'm just going to drink over here. Oh. But you, you... Do it's pretty thing. early, though, right? Well, listen, we're, we've all got our days and structures. I, I don't think we're doing any harm. Listen, uh, within moderation, of course, I, I, I think there's there's no harm in oh, being uh, yeah, a little free course. in the middle of the day, of you know? I, of listen, course. I, isn't that what Norfolk is about, you know, is just sort of being ourselves and having a, having a nice time and supporting our community? <laughs> right. She takes a big sip of the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Jillian, I, I, I'm just going to come out and confess. I, I was actually seeking you out here. I, 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 I have, I have a hard time being coy about these sorts of things. I, I, I was hoping you could help me with a direction I'm looking for Norfolk to take. Uh, oh, um, yeah. Okay. I, Wait, just one second. Sure. Uh, Jillian turns back to Valentina. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I think this is turning into a business thing. So I, I will reach out to you. That's fine. I'm just here to drink. I just mean, it kind of seems like this is like a 
Oh, you want me to scoot? I'll scoot to the end of the bar. Oh, it's I not guess? a private. No, no, I mean this is a it's a conversation between citizens. It's not a. I may be new, but I I think I can take a few clues. Um, I'll just go over here. Okay, great. Thank you so much, uh-huh. Valentina. Valentina, thank you. Valentina, Jillian. And thank you. That's me. Okay, Roger. So sorry about that. No, no, no yeah. worries. Listen, I'm 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 the one coming in here. I, I just look, and I I've been looking for you know support where I can get it. And you, since you do seem so connected to the people in town, I just I'm concerned, and I would love to hear your take on this. That with the city getting as involved as it has, you know, in in, in initiatives and in, in building up the Norfolk and everything, uh-huh. I'm worried that Norfolk is losing elements of its um I don't know personality and agency to that you know and i i think it would be nice to see some of this movement coming from norfolk you know and i i don't know the read you're getting on people you talk to or or in in your organizational structure but like it it seems to me there's a lot of room for norfolk to develop you know to develop ourselves well okay i i was with you there until the very last part but that makes sense i and of course i'm i want north north Forkians? You, you can say it however you want. I think they've to, both been right for a while. I've been trying to say fork. I, I, I've been, I for have what been. it's worth, I think it makes a lot more sense that way. But Okay, so the forkers around here, I've been, you know, I, I have been wanting to reach out to more of you, but they haven't been very receptive. They see me as more of, you know, a city liaison. But really, I, I'm like, a, I'm... As far as I know, I have not been hired by the city, you know, and and I'm glad that you reached out to me. Of course. This is great, Roger. I think that Norfolk does have this this underbelly of, uh, you know, inspiration and and there there's a lot of room for development and improvement. And I do respect that there are people like Carmichael and these other developers that are that are coming in from the city that are helping Norfolk reach its full potential. I mean, a youth center, like, that's wonderful. Ever since the high school got shut down, there hasn't really been a great oh, place for... Well, certainly, certainly. I, I just, you know, I, I, I just also, I mean, from what, from what I understand, a lot of these developments are being built on you know, over the place of or on plots of land that have historically been very important to people in the town. And I, I, I think that, um, you know, those developers from the city and elsewhere, they might not necessarily know what they're trampling over, for lack of a better word. And mm-hmm. maybe there's just more conversation that we can be having, you know, m- more people like you even, you know, to be a liaison between oh. the two. I just, I hate the well, idea of the city. Roger, yeah. I could hook you up with Carmichael if you'd like. You, you think? I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could make a connection. I mean, like if you're if you're if you have a project in mind. I mean, I mean, think about it. Like Norfolk doesn't have a very big budget as it is. It's, sure. it's kind of straining with what it has already. I, I mean, that's why it is so important that these developers are coming in and and helping yeah. to fund these projects. And if you have a project in mind, I I do have a bit of connections, and I know that there are people in the city who are trying to to keep the spirit to keep the Norfolk spirit of course and I, and I of appreciate Norfolk that, around yeah. without you know imposing too much and yeah. especially a, a, a true forker yourself mm-hmm. being at the helm of 
a project that you are passionate about and you really care about, I think that we could find the right investor to get you to where you want to be without like all of the red tape of like governmental funding, like town resources, like that kind of thing. I I think that there is a quicker path to get what you want. Yeah. And I, and I think that you coming to me was right because I can help you. Jonas, as Dr. Maricelli, you are the touchstone, which means if you would like, you can throw the people's support behind either the yes or the no option here. Uh, I think I'm going to put the people's support behind, yes, it will create an initiative to reinvest in its community. I think that the people Dr. Maricelli has been talking to within Norfolk, they go back to them and like the, the, the core group, whatever that it currently is, it's like, yeah, I don't think we're going to find too much help from the liaison. I think she's more interested in representing the cities. Like, I, I think that with some time, the doctor is like, that's not the route I want to go with this. And so the people's support is going to move towards the initiative. So again, the way Touchstone works is however Dr. Maricelli is feeling, that is reflective of the majority of people in Norfolk. And since we only have one Touchstone currently, there's not really any division between the people. So if Dr. Maricelli doesn't trust Jillian, that means most people in Norfolk do not trust Jillian. (laughs) (laughs) That feels appropriate, I guess. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that feels appropriate. Yeah. And William, because Jillian was in this scene, you can use your perspective power to make a prediction or predictions either in the yes or the no column. I'm going to say my prediction is that let, let me see if this tracks for you, Sam. Mm-hmm. My prediction is that they will move forward. Norfolk will be able to move forward, except it will be drowning in red tape imposed by city developers. In fact, maybe more red tape than if I hadn't talked to Jillian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. So if yes, Norfolk will be drowning in bureaucratic red tape. Yes. Great. Jonas, because this was your scene, does this mark crossroads or crisis? I think this marks crossroads. Great. So I would love to have a scene with Glimmer at Volcanic, Carmichael's Club, with Perry, who is often found there. Does anyone else think that they would be, that they they could potentially be at Volcanic? I'm open to, to suggestions here. I'm curious how heavily Alexi is prepared to confront Glimmer. I, I just like have the, an image of Alexi showing up at like at Glimmer's club to be like, hey, leave my fucking kid alone. I, but again, it's not my <laughs> character, so I don't want to. That rules if you're up for that, Sam DeLev. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Okay. Prepare Great. your initiative. Uh, <laughs> so Perry and Alexi, anyone else? This does not have to happen. Uh-huh. But Given how the first scene went, there is a part of me that almost wants Valentina in every scene. (laughs) Just like... Just looking for Nami uh everywhere. uh (laughs) It makes sense for her to go I would love if Valentina was there. Every scene of Valentina. So we have have (laughs) Harry, Valentina, Alexi, and Glimmer. We have described this club as the music being quite harsh. It is extremely loud, first of all. Partly, some people propose because they don't want everyone in the neighborhood to hear what is happening in the back of the club. Who knows if that's true? That's just the rumor. But 
The music is extremely loud and it is extremely sharp. A comparison to Needles is too much, but it's quite bassy and quite fast. And it just, it just ha it has a little bit of like a mean spirit in general. On a normal night. Tonight, Glimmer is DJing. And that means that the club is packed with people. There are people from both the Dreadringers here. There are people from the Dark Abbey. There are hangers on who've just come to see, you know, I think this is probably Glimmer's first set here. He's sort of a, a hypothetical joint initiative to, you know, get some additional people into the club or some people that might not otherwise have been there. And she is standing up on the stage or, or she comes out from the side curtain and begins to like finish setting up her gear. And then the music that begins to hum out of the speakers is this odd mix of like techno classical piano rock. There's absolutely some like Lindsey Sterling violin mm -hmm. shit going on in here. There's some like, yeah. there's some like, like xylophone like mixed into the back. Some Bjork samples in here. Yeah, the bass has been really cranked on the xylophone. So it's every hit is like a boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all kind, it's just this weird kind of mishmash that doesn't quite fit the aesthetic of the surrounding club. And she is just doing her sound test right now. So she has one hand on a pair of headphones and the other kind of messing with some, some switches and speakers as the, the excitement in the room begins to grow. Everybody ready? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Perry gives kind of like a, yeah, once Half Doom is kind of in on it, Perry is like sort of out of his element here, mm -hmm. has very, very intense earplugs in, clearly like wants to enjoy being here, but is not predisposed to doing so. Interesting. Valentina, the, the way you reacted just now makes me think you're like in the front row. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Then Glimmer Glimmer kind of like looks down at you. We have not described Glimmer on screen before. Uh-huh. Glimmer is a white woman with short, curly brown hair. She is wearing a nice, like kind of ribbed black tank top and a pair of selvage denim shorts that are kind of like purposefully frayed. Over top, she is wearing this colorful, bright jacket with little metal buttons. And on the back is this image of intertwined roses in the style of like a 30s or 40s like ad. Even inside here, she has a pair of like aviator sunglasses that are like set up in her hair, kind of like almost like a acting like a hairnet. And she looks down at you, Valentina, and just kind of like mouths, why are you here? <laughs> like, why are you here if you're not excited about this? And then she begins to like, like get into it. She begins to mix, you know, putting, putting a hand to the earphone and, you know, kind of getting into the groove. I I'm curious, Alexi, where are you here? Immediately outside the club on the phone with the fire marshal. Wow. <laughs> Love it. Okay. So, Alexi, as a power, you can just make things happen. So, does the fire department show up? Yes. Yes, they do. Okay. 
Okay. Just as Glimmer is getting into this set, people are beginning to dance and move around. You know, the the drinks are flowing from the from taps. Is there like a can I have like a fountain? Like just like a big like like an extravagant fountain that is also like pouring out wine or something? Is that reasonable? Sure. It's gross. Hell yeah. But I'm like, this is not above board. So I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, just like an old school. And it's definitely yeah. all wine. For sure, mm-hmm. it's definitely just wine, yeah. only oh, wine. And you're, and you're supposed to like, you know, have your own cup and fill it up, but people are definitely just like, hey bro, check yep. this out. Yep. <laughs> it's not good, it's not sanitary. No, no, and it's like, yeah, it's like sub-Francia, but. So just as people are getting into this vibe, like people are beginning to dance, you know, they, they're really getting into it, the doors open and Sam DeLev, what do we see? The fire, Marshal and assistants stream in and in the crowd from the stage, you could probably just see a hole, an absence of people. And the hole starts to move toward the stage. And eventually you realize it wasn't an absence of people at all. It was a short wheeler with sharp elbows. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Alexi is a fairly small person. One of those, they say, oh, they've got a big personality. Mm -hmm. They've got some tattoos that are fairly visible, probably about a dozen various piercings and a pixie cut that is home dyed purple. I'm getting, uh, though they be but little, they are fierce vibes. Yes. Uh, Hermia or Helena, whatever. That, from one, that one's Hermia. Yeah. Yes, uh, very much so. But <laughs> if they were a Berkeley vegan. Love it. Cool. <laughs> That's an interpretation I'd see. You are flanked by the, the fire department here, probably in <laughs> like wearing their official badges. Uh, do you think they're in like fire gear or are they just wearing uniforms? I think... I haven't been to many clubs that were shut down by the fire marshal. That sure, is an experience <laughs> I personally, Sam DeLeff, have had. Uh-huh. But this is a small town at a late hour and clearly a favor called in mm-hmm. rather than the fire department equivalent of a swatting. Mm-hmm. I, w- I will say the volcanic is is in like the uh, like the city. Like the city, it is city? just in the city, yes. Yeah. So near the small town, but yeah, it yeah. Is. I do think about Jonas and I played a show where the f- the fire alarm went off mm-hmm. while the band in front of us was playing, and the people showed up wearing like their gear. They weren't mm-hmm. like fully decked out. They didn't have like the helmets sure. on and stuff. But the- I think they just generally showed up with coats on, like were prepared for there to be an actual fire. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they knew, like, if they knew it was just like a sound complaint, I doubt they would show up with like. I I also like the idea here, Sam uh, Delev. I like the idea that this is not the city fire department, that you called in a favor with the Norfolk fire department who are <laughs> oh. attempting to like kind of, like you said, push sharp elbows here a little bit. I think, may I, may I present the notion of course. that there are older maps of the Norfolk boundaries that might include volcanic. Love it. And some that don't. <gasps> yes. Oh. Absolutely love that. God. Okay. Then Glimmer appears to like not be noticing this for a moment until you reach almost the front of the club. And then she like looks up kind of startled 
to see you you again kind of forming this this vacuum in the in the uh, crowd and she just throws her hands up like what's going on here but has not turned down the music in sign rather than trying to fight the volume alexi will say stop now glimmer looks to you then looks to the the fire department at your back and rolls her eyes and with a single switch cuts all of the sound in the club. Oh no. And she says from the stage, what do you need? <laughs> Perry starts booing from kind of like the back of the room. I don't know if it's, if it makes sense as touchstone to, to, to say most people are not interested in booing, but in watching what's happening. But Perry is like, boo, put the music back on, get those fire cops out of here. <gasps> Fire um, cops. Fire cops. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and Glimmer's Glimmer's just a looking, just just like staring contest with Alexi. Reports there was overcapacity here, and uh, looks like it's true. Have you counted everyone in the club? Good at math. Well, come back to me when you have an official estimate. And her fingers hovering over that that button to turn everything back on. Alexi will turn to the lead fire marshal for backup in this. William, will you play this character? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually think like having like showed up, knowing knowing what they're here for, they're like there was like a bit of confidence like on the outside, but like now being in the club, I think you can see some nervousness on the face of the firefighters. As they like kind of look around and they see like the aesthetic or they see like, you know, portraits. I, I, there are probably like pictures of like Carmichael, like, you know, shaking hands with like the mayor <laughs> mm-hmm. and like stuff like it's, that. It's like, Carmichael shaking hands with George Bush. <laughs> like, <hey. laughs> yeah. Okay. Love it. <laughs> or like that kind of stuff. But they're, but yeah, so it's like nervous for a second. And then like, and then they look down and they're like. Oh yeah, actually, uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna need you to shut things down. We're gonna need you to shut it down for tonight. Glimmer is like you can see because of the the level y'all are at, but like below the stage, you can see her foot kind of like tapping beneath the DJ setup, deciding how much she wants to make a scene here. And eventually, her hand moves away from that button, and she walks the edge of the stage and jumps down beside you and there's definitely people i feel like with their phones out the only problem is glimmer can't be captured by cameras so all this looks like is the fire department shutting down a club glimmer is not like not even i mean there's floating clothes if you look closely enough but she looks at you alexi and there's a little spark of recognition and she says you emailed me and I never got a reply about what you meant in this Instagram post of must be 18 or older or cover your bases. <laughs> <laughs> the fire marshal gestures to the other firefighters that are there and then like like leans down to you and is like, hey, are you good? We got to escort everybody else out. Yeah. Thank you so much, Davey. All right, cool. I'll, I'll put in a good word for the Little League team. Oh, don't worry about it. I'll do a hundred favors for you. And then gestures to the rest of them to follow. Uh, One of the firefighters, before they go, they go up to Glimmer and is like, hey, um, do you think you could sign this? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, sure. Let me see. (laughs) 
you hand it over yeah yeah it's like it's a little um it's a little like notebook that has like ponies on it is there a name oh uh yeah 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 um steve steven fuck why do you have a fake name (laughs) she flips open the cover and writes um how mean is glimmer she writes uh (laughs) Oh, no. To my, my favorite, favorite fire cop. No way. <laughs> Holy Steve. shit. Steve. And she hands, it, she hands it back to him. Anyone listening, that being on top of each other, that was not No, we just, we just did said that. that at the exact same time. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. And you know what? You know what, Steven? Steven's still pretty happy. <laughs> and then like, and the fire marshal's, get over here. <laughs> and they go. Valentina, if possible, is going to try to hide behind the stage. Behind, like, back behind the curtains? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, So yeah. she doesn't get escorted out. <laughs> you absolutely do. Cool. I think Glimmer says, can we talk in the back and just figure this out so that uh, this doesn't happen every time I try to do a set anywhere? I have a large following. I can't help it if they show up places. Communication was all I wanted. Okay. Come on. And she leads you into the back, also behind the curtain. I would like to, because the fire marshals are, or the fire marshal and fire cops are like escorting people out. Or <laughs> and we fire cops, we're, st- <laughs> we're out of character right Sorry, now. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> and it is very clear at this point that the show has been shut down. Yeah. I would like to do something uh, in as, as a character, and I do not think it is up to me how this would resolve, because I'm not power, but Perry Common Law, from the, the, the back of the crowd, when it becomes clear that like this is being shut down and people are being escorted out, just shouts, fuck that, we're not leaving! And is going to throw a red solo cup at the fire marshal, like at the back of the fire marshal's uh, head, if possible. Glimmer, as soon as she hears you say that, she turns around on her heel from where she's walking around the edge of the stage and says, listen up. Everyone's going to listen to the fire marshal. They're trying to do their best to keep everybody safe. So if you could please follow them out of the building, we would really appreciate it. Boo. (laughs) Boo. She just turns and stares daggers. Daggers. Absolute daggers. In fact, Perry, hey, I'm power. Uh, Perry, <laughs> members of the Dark Abbey begin to carry you out of the building. I was hoping for something like that, yeah. <laughs> she says, we're just trying to make sure everybody's safe. And then she continues up around the curtain. And she turns, once Once it's pretty clear that nobody is following and y'all are somewhere pretty quiet. Valentina, you're definitely <laughs> within earshot here. The whether you want to reveal yourself is up to you. No, thank you. (laughs) Glimmer crosses her arms and says, so this is about an Instagram post? Like, really? Really? You shut down my whole... This set was... Look, how old are you? I beg your pardon? (laughs) I'm just saying, you're not in my audience, which means what? Your kid is? My 14-year-old? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, fair enough. I have I have some younger followers. I assume they did something because of this Instagram post that you didn't like. Sounds to me like you should be talking to them. Sounds to me like you should market your events responsibly and not to those younger followers when it's going to be something inappropriate for under 18s. And in fact, when rules stay, they have to be under 18. I'm glad to see that you're a little more responsible with the fire marshals than you were with underage patrons. 
oh, I'm just turning this all to my advantage. Everyone is going to say, oh, yeah, Glimmer was careful about our safety now. It's a marketing move. Then keep marketing that way. I don't care why you do whatever it is you do. Just do better. So something we have not done yet, but I want to give people the opportunity for, especially because uh, William didn't have any characters in this scene and uh, both uh, uh, Sam Dar and Jonas didn't didn't maybe get to interact as much with the scene. After a scene is concluded, y'all can do reaction scenes, which are just a short burst or monologue of you hearing about something from the scene. You can use your kingdom power if you would like. So for instance, if you were a perspective, you could make a prediction based on this scene if you did a small reaction to it. So I am going to go ahead and mark Crossroads. I don't think this is Crisis because Glimmer is turning it to her advantage, and this is not necessarily about the community yet. I Can I say that that was so fucking good, <laughs> Delev, when you were, when you were like, I, it's like, I'm turning this to my advantage. And you're like, oh, okay, keep doing that. Then. Yeah. Like, yeah, great. As, as lo- hey, you can be manipulative as long as it's like for the greater uh-huh. good or something. Like if you're doing it for what I want. Yeah, cool. You can share that. in this dub. That's fine. So I have gone ahead and marked our second crossroad out of six. Would anyone like to do a small reaction scene? to that scene between Glimmer and Alexi. Yes, mine is extremely brief. It is just Perry Common Law being carried out, I would say out through like the the back door to like the, the dumpster area and tossed into the road by Dark Abbey followers, who then just kind of turn around and start to go back inside, but Perry calls, hey, hey, hey! And one of them will like stop and turn around. Hey, will you tell Glimmer I'm sorry? <laughs> wow, imagine getting tossed in the trash and apologizing. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's tough to see, you know. You don't. You don't want to watch someone take such a significant L. <laughs> I think that Valentina heads back to the other uh, agents of Dranja mm-hmm. and is going to say, after both of the experiences she's had so far, um, the city is evil. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. Unclear if she thinks that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> The city's evil. We gotta go. <laughs> let's let's go right now. No, yeah. Anyone else, William? I'm. I think. I think I'll. I think I'll chime in here with the perspective. So I. I think Jillian like is not there, but sees like she. She keeps up with social media. She's following. I mean, Jillian. Jillian's one of those accounts that's like has like seventy eight followers and is following like ten thousand people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh huh. So she's a spam account. <laughs> <laughs> but she's just trying to she follows like every single person in Norfolk and as many people in the city as possible trying to keep up with you know the people and what, what they're doing and so she opens her phone and is just seeing a flood of like uh, Instagram live videos like photos of like uh, of the the fire trucks with their the lights mm-hmm. on and like escorting people out of the club and it's kind of a big deal and it like it's picked up by the dread ringers and there's this like hashtag that that's going around that's just like uh they've turned it into a a thing that's like trying to shut down carmichael Mm. not glimmer so they've like completely like co-opted it then like oh this is this is actually you know oh it turns out it was it was alexi who called this in 
And they're just trying to shut down Carmichael because they're upset that Carmichael is building in the in, in Norfolk, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. It's like they're t- they have reframed it as an attack. And so that's like all over social media <sighs> and like news people are picking it up and like nobody's like reaching out to Alexi to like get their comment. It's all like they're interviewing people who were there, like maybe even Perry. Perry I was going to say, I was going to say. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Perry Perry appears and is like just completely like pro glimmer through this, very different and and like and like kind of pro like th- like tells a very different story than what you would think, <laughs> even how he was acting that night. He was like, I was like completely, completely like I, I I was as soon as the fire marshals came in, and I was I was like guiding people. I was like, yeah, we gotta listen to them, we gotta be careful. Big thanks to fire marshal um, <laughs> Darren or whatever. Uh. <laughs> the the last part of this scene that I want to say is then like Jillian opens up her like her texts and sends a text to Alexi that says, hey, you know, saw about stuff on the news, want to check in, make sure you're okay. And then opens up and sends a text to Carmichael. Hey, saw about the stuff on the news, want to make sure you're okay. Love it. Do you have a prediction here? Yes. I'll say then, if no, Carmichael's support from from this recharacterization opens up Norfolk to his development. Here's my question. How is this different than the development we've already seen Carmichael be able to to wield here? Like, how is this the next step? Mm, That's a good question. May I make an offering? Yeah. Right now, we have development and aspirationally development of Norfolk fork-driven projects, if no, the exclusion of Norfolk projects. Only the developer projects will predominate. Interesting. That would be the difference I would put forth. So if, if Norfolk doesn't take this chance now to do their initiative, they will not be able to, yeah. basically. It will, it will fully go over to... And, and again, it's like that red tape will be too much. You can't get through it. I really yeah. like that. I like that you have fucked over this initiative. Both yes and no are incredibly <laughs> bad know, choices. I know. <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's Jillian's move. It's, it's like the to, nature of, of playing as Jim, Jillian. Yeah. Well, right. But you're using like, she is using your position as perspective <laughs> To set up everything bad. Because yeah. it doesn't feel like you're you're not a bad person. Oh, thank you. But Jillian <laughs> would want you to do this ludonarratively. Yeah, Jillian is very mm-hmm. much, it's like funny to like, uh, it, uh, she's set up to be a liaison, but like, I don't think she's there to help the city or Norfolk. I think she's there to help herself. Mm-hmm. By claiming to help both. <laughs> Which is funny because like, honestly, she's got to get some lacerations sitting on a fence like that. <laughs> ouch 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 well we'll see eventually i suppose <laughs> so jonas you and i have done scenes sam dar sam delev or william do any of you have an idea for a scene as jillian i'd like to i'd like to visit the myriad support group oh, oh interesting very interesting especially because we've established it's kind of taboo oh no, no wait jillian's a myriad Okay. Wait, Jillian, interesting. Yeah. Did I forget that? What is Jillian's myriad nature? We don't we know. Don't know. Oh, okay, okay. We have no eyes, idea. Her eyes keep glowing black. That's right. I remember that. Is that something that, like, d- does Kelly know that? Or is that? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool, cool. It's, it's, happened, not... it's happened in front of Ke- cool. Kelly. Like, to, yeah, Kelly is very aware. Yeah. Kelly likes it. 
I'm visiting so Jillian, the support group. I want I want Alexi there. I want Tamana there. And I think Perry would probably be that no, was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me, would Almos be there? Oh. Sure. I think I think Almos would be there to help Alexi. Yeah. <laughs> if if it's okay with you, Sam Delev, mm-hmm. I think Almos is helping you with your upcoming suit. Excellent. Do you want do you want to talk about that now or do you want to hold on? You it? were referencing we wanted at least one more crossroads. Okay, cool. We'll hold on it then. We'll hold on it. But hey, no, I mean we can start we can salt bay it in. We can Sure. <laughs> one, two, three, or even oh, four shadow. That's the cultural reference you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's more internet, less fair enough, fair enough. Uh, actual valuable cultures. So it is Jillian, Almos, Alexi, and Tamana. Is that right? With a side of Anita. I would like to say this is a, a like sit in the back, see how you like it thing for Alexi and Anita. So Anita that, will be that here was, as well. That was actually what I was going to ask. And that that's great. Good. Cool. I was going to see if that was something you'd be interested in doing. Cool. So yeah. Yeah. That'll, I think the mirrored support group is happening. And I think Jillian shows up. Um, but it, it was like Jillian talked to Elio about it before. It was like a, hey, I'm going to mm-hmm. come in. I want to talk to everybody. Like sort Right. Of thing. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, um, as you all know, this is my first time being to one of these. Not, it's not very widely discussed necessarily, but I am a myriad. So it's you know I'm I'm trying to get a feel for everything. I talked to uh, Doctor Roger Maricelli recently, and they were sort of interested in maybe some like outreach program stuff uh, and initiatives for funding, that kind of thing. And I just wanted to get a, I want to test, get a feel, you know, I want to check the temperature of how maybe the myriads of Norfolk are feeling. And, and we can, it can be, um, you know, popcorn style or, you know, sort of, uh, uh, just an open. How we're like, feeling anybody. about what exactly? Well, well, just about. I mean, in general, I sort of want to get a feel, mm. um, see if there are any needs that aren't being met, things that you know maybe the city can help provide, or things that would make. I mean, I I'm making a like making the the buses like adding some some routes or or something to help people get to and from the city that kind of thing or we could use some more funding for the um the the law uh side of things um the field of uh, introducing magic to the legislative system has been a challenge yeah it's slow going I was going to say you should start with your police department. Mm-hmm. Okay, not True. mine. Okay, I do want to be clear. Like, and I know this is this is sort of hard to wrap your head around sometimes. I I struggle with it too, you know. But I I don't I'm not the city. I I don't I I'm not representing the city. I'm a liaison. So so if you think about it, I'm re- I'm I maybe I am representing the city, but I'm also representing Norfolk. And I'm I am. I've got something you can wrap your head around. <gasps> A riddle. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. What rooms can't you enter? What rooms can't I enter? Uh-huh. Oh, this is a good one. I've heard this one before. 
uh what rooms can't i enter i i you know what i'm i don't know i don't know what rooms can't i enter mm. mushrooms <laughs> oh. okay mm. okay does anita laugh i want to know if anita laughs at that joke or not i don't know if you can hear whether anita laughs because it's sa- the sound is simultaneous to a buzzing in the cfl light bulbs above whoa okay uh, pretty loud then does it does it kind of does it like and then go back down or is it is it constant since she's been here this is the only time and someone closer might have heard her just kind of <laughs> and at the same time as that little snort just a quick fun okay well okay that's great um i think that's really wonderful i mean Gosh, maybe we could add a comedy club to Norfolk, you know? We got a comedy club. Another, I, I, another one is what I meant. Another comedy club, you know? The more the merrier, you know? Maybe some open mics or something. Uh, Tamana could, you know, get up and, and... I already do, but thanks. Do some more. But we, I, yeah, yeah. A, a lot of these meetings, uh, Jillian, I know this is your first time, so uh, not blaming you here. Um, and to be honest, th- those of you that have spent, um, uh, th- that have come here many times know that I'm not here every time either. I, I, I come in and out, mostly when I got work with Alexi and, you know, happy to be in this part of the town. But um, it's my understanding that most of these meetings are really for... Um, discussing how we feel about, uh, you know, the, the, the community's uh, treatment of us at, at large and sort of talking about our um, personal experiences rather than, um, well, making this a business meeting. Almost, yes. I totally get that. I understand. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take a back seat. I'm going to take a back seat. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down in a chair over here. I'm just going to observe a little bit. I'm going to participate. And, and you know what? Well, I'm we'd just... love to hear, you know, about your your experience, obviously. You, you know, getting valuable insight from, from lots of different perspectives is how we grow as a community. So we'd, we'd love to hear it. But I, I'm just saying um, maybe this isn't the forum for, well... Yes, I absolutely agree. I'm going about this a little bit the wrong way. I, I apologize for that. I'm just gonna, I here, I'll say my piece from like the direction of, of how these meetings are supposed to go. And then, and then I'll just listen in and like, and I'm sure that just by hearing, you know, about your experiences and the, and the things that you're all going through, that will help me to, to cultivate a better understanding of, of possibly what your needs might be. Uh, what some of your wants might be, and uh, and then I can move forward from there, and I can reach back out to the people that have been talking to me, and then get back on a more personal basis that isn't taking up this meeting time. So, um, um, Jillian, was yeah. it? Yes, Jillian Murphy. Yes, um, you do know that um, our experiences are similar to yours as well, right? W- yes, I mean, I would say. Um, I mean, like I've not, I I have never felt like anybody has necessarily treated me differently on the basis of, you know, having powers or 
anything along those lines. Uh, mm. Not to say that it doesn't happen, but I I just feel like, you know, my my experience is very different from possibly some of yours. And I just, so I just want to hear that. I just want to hear what that might be. You know what? Here, uh, when I get frustrated, uh, my eyes glow black, like sort of like, you know, it's, it's kind of sounds counterintuitive, but they do. It's like it, they, they, it's black, but it like shines kind of. Um, and sometimes that freaks people out and sometimes it scares some people. And there are some times where I wish that uh, that didn't happen. Are you? Is anybody here like a um, when you're when you get upset you cry? Mm-hmm. And you just kind of can't help it. Yeah. You're just like you know. Uh huh. So it's like that, but like with my eyes turning black and glowing. So, uh, you know, I try not to get frustrated in front of people. Try to you know calm the emotions quite a bit but that must be hard as a liaison i was gonna say yeah oh yeah no yeah i mean it's it comes with the territory it's something that i've prepared for for a long time i'm it's it's all right really like what i just want to hear from all of you now so they i shared i'll just take my seat and i want to hear what's going on with the with the rest of you i know alexi's had a lot going on recently you know i know almos like you're obviously you know a very cherished person in the community helping helping a lot like you know pro bono that kind of stuff so let's just let's just forget that i'm here and i'll take a seat well uh, alexi i i think you were about to speak next um do you do you want to uh just here to get a feel for it, I was very kindly invited, gestures to Tamana, but I'm just here to chaperone Nita. And Nita came with an adult coloring book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. And was working on that a little bit. She's put it down and is checking her phone the coloring book is still going. Oh. Elio speaks up and says, um, Anita, uh, would would you be interested in in uh, sharing this evening? No no pressure, of course, but uh, you're you're welcome, you know, if you have anything to say or to, to add. I, I, I mean, do you have anything to say about the idea Miss Miss Murphy is proposing for uh uh, reinvestment in the community by the city or, or, um, or have you, you know, ever, ever dealt with anything with regards to your, um, abilities or, or differences from some, some of the other, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm usually, Anita, I'm a magician. I do a lot of kids birthday parties. Um, and I, it's much easier for me to talk to people who aren't adults when I'm in character. So I, I apologize if I'm um, uh, stumbling over my words a bit. But more than anything, we'd just like to invite you to, you know, to, to take part in this meeting if you have anything to say. Which, of course, you're you're not pressured to, to say anything. But and he pulls he pulls a he pulls a quarter out from behind his ear. <laughs> Nita looks to 
Alexei with an entirely mundane and yet nigh thermonuclear powerful do I have to <laughs> face. And Alexei responds with something that the group doesn't quite catch, but the mic would just, only if you want to, but come on, it's why, it's why we're here. You could just try. And the pencils keep going, but Nita puts down her phone. Hi, um, I'm Anita. Uh, I don't know, weird stuff happens around me. Um, I've been getting sick a lot lately, so that sucks. Um, but it's been better this summer. Um, sometimes they can make the softball go faster when I throw it, so that's pretty funny. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, my Pippa thought I should be around people who are more like me and, um, Anita stops, looks around everyone one by one. <laughs> but like, I guess maybe you too. Well, I didn't know I'd be recruiting for the softball team while I was here. Anita, remind me to give you a card. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think Jillian like genuinely like, ha like lets out a soft chuckle at that. And if, and if people are okay with this, uh, I, I want to go post like meeting really quick. I just want like the after everybody's like maybe like milling about and like getting, you know, people are picking up and like grabbing coats and leaving or something. Mm -hmm. Jillian is going to go over to Anita on, on the way out. Like, like, thanks, Elio, for having her there, you know, that kind of thing. And then just goes, um, hey, Anita. And does not like crouch down, get on Anita's level, anything like that is like still like standing like straight up hand, hand on her hip, like, and it's sort of like pensive, like looking at Anita and it's just like, it would have meant so much to me to have a parent that actually took an interest in, you know how I was different and the things that I could do. Um, you seem really cool and, and I think you have a really good thing going for you. And I might not be back here, but I hope that you are because even though it might not seem like it, I, I do, I do know that like a community could be very important for people and you remind me a lot of myself and uh, and then uh her eyes like start glowing black a little bit and she's like and that is really frustrating for me to see because i just hope that you do better for yourself than i did and then jillian leaves and on the coloring book behind Anita, the pencils have drawn the outlines of Jillian's eyes. <laughs>